the power of God, the mercy of God. Amen. I'm glad to be here this morning. Amen. That's good, Black. Amen. Like I said, years ago when I first started coming, that was Black. He was here singing. Sometime he was by himself. Sometime he had his little piano. <laughs> hey, sometime I caught him one finger worship, but he had that little... <laughs> <laughs> Boogie, boogie, bang, bang, boogie, dig, boogie, dig. I said, man, listen to this. <laughs> what? Hey. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cared. <laughs> God is a good God, amen. I thank God for this morning that he's still present and he's still able to change our hearts and move our hearts. Praise God. Listen, it's nothing better than coming to church. You know, and I tell you right now, I wouldn't want to be no other place. Amen. I, I, the Lord's spoke to me. I told the Lord, I said, you know, Lord, let me get my bottle of water. <laughs> when I came back here to pastor the church, I said, Lord, I'm going to be here every time the door is open. You know, I just wanted, that's just me, okay? I, I, I think it's important that we come to worship. Amen. We have some of our brothers and sisters that are not feeling good this morning. They, they would want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. You know what? You're here this morning, praise God. I thank God for the chance to minister the gospel. You know, it's always good to hear God's word, right? It's always good to hear God, what God has to speak. I want you to turn me to Jeremiah 18. You know, I, Blackie, you kind of just was talking about, about the Lord and coming back. That's an exciting time for the church, amen? Seriously, that's, that's the prime time that the church is looking for. And studying the scriptures, and I look through Paul's writings especially, the emphasis upon the coming of Christ, the coming of the Lord. And, you know, today we're looking for the same thing they were waiting for. If you wait, look at Paul, he, he was expecting Jesus to come in his lifetime. And so was the other apostles. Amen. They were waiting for the coming of the Lord. And, you know, I'm looking at a lot of things as a Christian, not necessarily as a minister, but as a Christian, which we all should be doing. The church is not ready. The body of Christ in general is not ready. Uh, the church has gotten lazy. They've gotten laid back. They've took Jesus' coming out of the picture. They don't, see, they don't focus on that anymore. Years ago, I preached a message on the potter's wheel. And I always thought, it always comes back to me because I'm on the wheel. You're on the wheel. You ever seen them potters? Guys make those clay jars and, and stuff. And, you know, I look at it this way because so many times you look at examples. There was a man... Building a house. Well, he was a contractor. And he asked this guy, this, well, he asked a contractor to, to build a house. A man, was, a man asked the contractor to build a house. And the contractor said, well, you know what? I'm going to make some money off this deal. I'm going to go, I'm going to use cheap material. I'm going to, come on, someone. <laughs> I'm going to use stuff that's not good. And it, it, looked, it would look right. It would look like the, the house was strong, but it was made with weak stuff. And after he built the house and he, he finished it, the man who made him build the house says, Look, listen, I want to give this house to you. <laughs> and, and listen, I'm telling you, Christians are like that. They're building their faith with such cheap material. They're waiting for Jesus to come back, but their hearts are not stirred. Their hearts are not expecting it. They just want to make it, so to speak. They just want to get out of here. 
But it's going to take a building process, right? Come on, somebody say amen. <laughs> we need to know what the Bible says about, about us, right, Yvette? <laughs> okay. I told you that word ain't in the, there's no dictionary word that says us. That's a Cajun version of me and you. Right? Us. How many know us is the problem? Us is the getting away of God. Us is don't want to listen to the Lord. Us don't want to. Oh, boy, I'm out. <laughs> I better slow down a bit. <laughs> Verse 1. Oh, yeah. Did I pray yet? Blackie, I want to sing you happy birthday, brother. I forgot about that. I sing Blackie happy birthday. He's 90. How much? I mean, uh, eight. <laughs> I better stop. <laughs> uh, wait. Uh, I'm starting to notice I'm getting some little only people in myself. <laughs> Let's sing Black Happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Brother Blackie. Happy birthday. To I know that wasn't. Uh, <laughs> and many more. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Black is a good brother. Since I came here the first time, he's one of the ones I saw the, him and Brother Allen and Sister Teresa and a lot of those. They were here. Amen. Amen. Way before me. Verse 1. The word, the word which came to Jeremiah, I'm using the New King James this morning, from the Lord saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house. And I will cause you to hear my word. Now listen, praise God. Jeremiah was given an order of the Lord. There's a guy that's making clay jars. There's somebody inside the potter's house. And he, was, he had some work on the, on the wheel. And he spoke to the Lord. The Lord spoke to him. You go over there and I'm going to speak to you. Come on. How can a jar maker speak to us? Because that clay is us. I know he was talking about the nation of Israel. I know he was emphasizing about the Israel being the, the clay. And, and Israel was on the potter's wheel and he was going to spin that wheel around and he was going to make a jar. Now, you know, I said that about that house earlier. You know, in every, I, I like to mess with wood, seriously. And I like to make things. I noticed that when I, I have a picture of that, that thing I want to build in my mind, it's perfect. Haven't done that? And you see it. You see, this is how I want it to look. But when you get started on it and you start compromising and start changing it, I think I'm going to make it this way. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it this way. And, I, I'm not, and after a while, it, does, it has nothing, looks like nothing you have visionized in your mind. And you're not happy with it. It's not what you saw, right? Come on, somebody. It's not what you what you. You're built in your mind it to be when you start compromising what you should have. You know, I don't want to do it this way. I'll change this way. I'll use different this and I'll, I'll use something. And it, it always ends up not satisfying you. And that's the same way with us. When God has us on the potter's wheel, what happens is that God's got a picture of you in his mind. He sees you as complete. Come on, somebody. He don't see you half done. He don't see you. Come on. Hey, listen, I'll tell you today, we live in a church world that people are half done. And when God starts molding them, they say, I don't want to go that far, God. I'm satisfied the way I look. And you're asking too much of me. Praise God. Come on. You're on that potter's wheel, and all of a sudden, God is molding you. Does not the potter have power over the clay, the Bible says? To make a jar unto honor and a jar unto dishonor? 
You are the clay this morning. You are the one that God is shaping. You're the one that God is designing. In his mind, he sees you as a perfect vessel. Come on, Holy Ghost. Listen, most Christians say, I don't want to be perfect. I just want to make it. Well, you're not going to make it outside of God's perfect plan for your life. I hate to preach that, but it's the truth. I want God to mold me. I want God to shape me. Listen, when that jar is being made, Lanny Hayes is on it. That, that, you on that? We're all on that wheel. And he's molding it. Hey, man, come on. Come on, he's shaping it. And remember, God sees you as a completed vessel. God sees you as finished. God don't see you half done. And he's molding you and he's shaping you. And you, he, you, you're looking good. And he said, man, man, God, oh, I look, oh, I'm, a, I'm all right. Now, look, look, look how good I look. And God smashes and starts you back over again. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> well, we really think we know something. <laughs> Let's start again. <laughs> you ain't got it yet. <laughs> so, God, I think you ought to let me have this and do this and do it this way. God, I, I think you can make me that way. No, God ain't interested in how you want him to make you. Because you are the clay. The clay just sits there. <laughs> And he lets the potter do its work, right? He says this. Then I went and, verse uh, 3. Then I went down to the potter's house and there was, there, there he was making something on the wheel, at the wheel. And the vessel that was made was made of clay and was married. It was in the hands of the potter. Because it, it, the potter had control over it, right? It was, it was, it was, you see, you let that clay get too hard, you can't do nothing with it. Listen, you even got a little gravel in there. It'll crack the vase. So he's in there and he's, how many, how many God done that to you? Mm, 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 and just squeezing, sticking his fingers in you and messing with your philosophy, man, messing with your, your life and, oh, I can't go here, and I can't drink this, and I can't smoke that. Come on. <laughs> I can't use them choice words no more. Man, what God just wants to mess up my whole life. There's liberty in the Lord. When liberty causes you to sin against God, it ain't no more liberty. It's bondage. Come on, somebody. I believe in liberty. I believe God gives us freedom. But when it comes down to when you've lost the conviction of God, You've lost the power of conviction and the Holy Ghost in your life. You've got a problem. Listen, I, when I was coming up as a young Christian, like, seriously, bro, I didn't even want to eat devil food cookies. That's how sensitive I was. <laughs> Just because the devil's name was on it. Now I eat it. Now I got delivered. Hallelujah. I love devil food cookies. <laughs> you know, we change the names of the food. We don't call them devil eggs no more. We call them angel eggs. Because we were laughing, but we were so sensitive, man. We were so sensitive to the things of God. We didn't want to plead. We didn't want to glorify Satan in no shape or form. But after a while, we get old Christian. And we, we start hanging around the, the hoi polloi in the church, you know. And they say, oh, brother, don't worry. I mean, God knows. And, and nobody's perfect. And you hear them stories. I said, man, come on, man. I want to get... <laughs> I want to get excited. I mean, I want to live a holy life. Well, you can live a holy life, but you're going to mess up sometime, and you're going to have problems. Listen, I don't want to tell you how, somebody tell me how I can mess up. I want to tell them how I can have victory, right? 
I want victory in the Lord. I want, listen, I'm on that potter's wheel, black. Listen, brother, I'm being squeezed, amen. Lord, if you've got to squeeze it, squeeze it now, amen. Don't, don't wait to the end. Do it now. Shape me. Make me. Make me what you want me to be. How many have prayed that before? And when God says, well, okay, this is what I want you to be. That's not what I want to be. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the position where God is making us. He's shaping us. And he sees us. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach a little. No, I'm not going to preach that long today. I don't think. How many times I say that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I learned that from the former pastors and the former preachers. They all say the same thing. How many give me five more minutes? Come on, pick your hands up. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you learn the old tricks. Amen. Oh, and the clay was married in the potter's hand, and he, he made it again to another vessel. It means he started all over again. And it seemed good to the potter to make it. Now watch, huh? how many, <laughs> I don't like when God starts with me all over again. Come on. Listen, when I really think I'm spiritual now, when I really think I know something, <laughs> when I really can give myself a little bit of glory and a little bit of praise, he starts all over again. I've been reading out of 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, when Paul is de dealing with glorifying himself. He's dealing with, I, I, I got the right, I can glorify I want, but I'm going to glory nothing but in the cross of Jesus Christ. A lot of people like to brag and make themselves sound like they're something special. I'm nothing special. My faith in Jesus, amen, the glory goes to him. Praise God. I'm not going to heaven because the land is righteousness. You can bank on that, praise God. I'm going to heaven because of Jesus, Amen. So the Lord is smashing him down again. He's starting all over again. Oh, Lord. How many have been smashed lately? <laughs> I see Chucky got his hand. <laughs> Not only you, bro. We all been smashed. We all had to start all over again. We all had to begin again sometimes. Remember when you first began. When I first got saved, man, I wanted to tell the telephone pole about Jesus. That excitement, that, that love for God, that passion for the Lord. Something new has happened in my life. I, I wanted to tell everybody. But, you know, you get around them religious Christians, you know, that have been in there a while. And they, they've been just sitting there 20, 30 years, ain't done nothing for God. And they make excuses and you kind of, they kind of affect you a little bit. I want to be around live people. Amen. You remember last week I preached about the dead zone? Like you was in... You fish crabs and shrimps already in New Mexico. There's a place where no fishermen will go because everything's dead. <laughs> You're wasting your time, buddy. You know, like I said about the levee, we all drive on there. We can't. We lose our our, our uh, signals because there's a dead zone there. You can't get a You can't get or receive a signal. I don't want to be in the dead zone, Yvette. <laughs> I don't want to be in the dead zone. I want to be where life is. I want to be with Christians that have life. I don't want to be around Christians that just, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, he's beating me up again. You know, Oh, Lord, I, now I'm all messed up. Again. I just enjoy, man. I know we have problems. I know we have struggles. But I'm looking for encouragement, right? Tell me how much God did for you. God, God saved me and healed me 20 years ago. Well, that's great, but what about now? What about now? What is God doing for you now? 
How's God shaping your life? How's he molding you and making you the Christian you need to be? Well, I'm just dragging along, hope to make it by the skin of my teeth. One brother said that there ain't no skin on your teeth, brother. Don't, don't be looking for the skin of your teeth, you ain't gonna find. <laughs> there ain't no skin on your teeth. You get in by the grace of God. You get in by living a holy and a just life. I know we, nobody wants to hear that word no more. Holy? Holy? What, what, what does that mean, holy? It means to be morally pure, to be made bright. Hallelujah. Walking in the holiness of God, being made right by the blood of Jesus. You are holy. Without holiness, no man shall see God. If you're not holy this morning, you need to be saved. If you're not living a holy life, you need to get right with God. Now, I, I, I know that's kind of harsh sometimes because it's true, because a lot of Christians think, well, if I go to church, and that's fine. You need to come to church. If I, I read my, that's good. Read your Bible. Pray. That's all things Christians do. But holiness comes when you receive what you read. Holiness comes when you worship what you believe, right? Holiness comes when you acknowledge Jesus as your Savior and you grow in the faith of God. You're in the wheel, man. Listen, I started as a cloud of nothing. I was a clump of nothing when God started with me. But he planted that finger into my clay. And he planted that, well, I feel the Holy Ghost. He planted that seed of salvation in me. Hallelujah. He started. Say, okay, Lenny, we're going to start right here. We're going to make you. Hallelujah. It don't yet appear what I'm going to be, the Bible says. But when he comes, I'm going to be like him. Hallelujah. Come on. Listen, I might not be look like much yet, but I'm going to have black hair one day. Black. I'm, I'm not going to be fat, and I'm not going to be overweight, and I'm not going to be limping on my knees and pain. I'm not going to be raging down my body because I'm going to be like Jesus. Amen. I'm coming back. I'm going to be like Jesus. Listen, the rapture's fixing to happen. Are you like Jesus? Come on, somebody. The calling of God is fixing to sound those trumpets. The dead in Christ is going to lie at first, but them that are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with them. Are you like Jesus? Come on, man. Ooh, man. I'm going to preach myself happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Are you like Jesus? What does Christian mean to be Christ-like? Oh. So he's got that clay on the, on the wheel, right? And today, today and I'm just, that's, I know he's prophesying about the nation, but the church is on God's wheel right now. You're on God's wheel. And that wheel is spinning. We went to... Uh, Tennessee over there and, and Pigeon Forge, I remember seeing that they were making those clay jars. That was, that was a specialty that they, they did. And they put that clay on it and it would spin it. It would just spin, it would spin, it would spin. Remember, everything that that, that jar is going to be is in the mind of that potter, right? <laughs> I said, everything that jar is, is what's in the mind of the potter. It's going to be what the potter wants it to be, Right? It's not going to be what the preacher wants you to be. It's not going to be what a denomination wants you to be. It's not going to be what a religion wants you to be. It's going to, my God, it's going to be what the potter wants it to be. Because he already sees it. Come on, Holy Ghost. I'm getting excited, praise God. You'll help me. <laughs> it's what the potter wants it to be. He sees you finished. I said it already. He sees you as a completed vessel. So when, it, when, when you start hurting in your faith, and God starts dealing with that. That's just the potter. He's squeezing the clay. He's getting all the imperfection out of the clay. You know, we talk about refiner's fire, the gold. That, that, that when, when you refine gold, they ball like gold to everything comes to the top. And all the dirt and all the grime gets skimmed off. 
of the goal. You can't use it till it's done, y'all. The joy is not going to be used till it's completed, till I can hold something, right? It can be made to what it was supposed to be made for. I watch Antique Roadshow, and I see a lot of these jars. Some of them, they've been made two, three hundred years ago. They look like the day they were made. It fascinates me because I'm thinking these jars haven't aged, a lot of them. Some of them are perfect, like they were made yesterday. Because they had a potter that knew what he was doing. <laughs> he didn't make a cheap jar. He didn't make a cheap vase. He made something that lasts for hundreds of years. My favorite song when I was growing up as a Christian was the, the fiddle song. Uh, I forgot how, what it, I named it. Uh, anyway, the, the master's hand with the fiddle. Yeah, the violin. When they sang the song about a violin, they had an old violin they had put up for auction. Full of dust. Strings all loose, out of tune. (laughs) Come on, somebody. (laughs) And look, he said, do I hear 50 cents for the violin? Do I get a dollar for it? Do I get two dollars for it? Then an old man walked up from the back of the crowd and he took that old violin, he dusted it off. Tighten the strings, tune in, and look, man, he made a melody. <laughs> then he, when after the auctioneer heard it, he said, man, this thing is good. I want 1,000. I want 2,000. I want 3,000. You know what happened? He had a touch of the master's hand. Praise God. Man, let you might not see yourself as something great, but let Jesus touch your life. Come on, Holy Ghost. Let Jesus put his fingers in your body, in your life, in your spirit. Let Jesus transform your life. Woo, I feel the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all forgive me. This excites me, man. I am the potter. I am the clay. You are the clay. Jesus is the, the great physician. Jesus is the great healer. Jesus is the great restorer. Jesus is the great shaper. He makes us what we are. God, help me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't we serve a good God? Yes, we do. Doesn't he love us and, and he wants us to live? This, he doesn't do that to hurt you. God knows what it takes to bless you. <laughs> There's nothing better when I can hear the voice of God. You know why? It's because God has already prepared my heart to hear his voice. He's already, he's shaping me on that potter's wheel. He's changing my life. He's using the best material he knows how to use. Because I'm his child, Yvette. He loves me. He wants fellowship with me. How could light have fellowship with darkness? If I'm in sin, I can't fellowship with God. Come on. If, I, if there's no light in my life, I can't go into God's light. We have nothing in common. If I'm a living sin, I have nothing in common with God. So God has to in, take that imperfection out of my life. How much it hurts? It hurts a lot. <laughs> a whole lot. It hurts. Listen, when he starts messing with my life, it hurts. When he tells me, Lenny, that ain't right. That's, that's just God molded. When he tells me, you shouldn't be saying that. And he's just something he's molded. Lenny, you shouldn't go there. He's just shaping me. He's just molding me. He's making me. My God. Verse 5 says, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, O house of Israel, O coat of homes, O you personally, everyone in here, and I can name all your names. Cannot, cannot I do with 
you as the, this potter, says the Lord. Does God have power over your life? My Lord, he's getting a little perfect. <laughs> Does God have power over your life? Is God shaping you and making you? Are you giving God complete submission to do what he needs to do in your life? Listen, none of the greatest gift that he ever gave us other than salvation is his faith in his word and faith in what he said. Listen, I feel, I feel so much better when I know I trust in him. Listen, when you trust in him, it don't matter who's president. <laughs> come on. When you know Jesus is fixing to come, come back, the world's falling apart, man. We know that's going to happen. We see the system rolling in, praise God. We as Christians should hold joy and peace in our lives because we're going to meet with Jesus. This is not our world, praise God. We're only passing through. We're pilgrims, amen, going through another, going through another country, hallelujah. This is not where we belong. It's not where we belong. We belong with Jesus. Wherever Jesus is, that's where we are. Wherever, listen, I like the story of Ruth. Ruth would follow Naomi, her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law had left her country, her and her husband, and, and, and they went to the, the, the land of Moab, and, and, and they ended up dying there. They left Bethlehem, the place of praise, and they went into a pagan country where the, the husband died, and, the, and, and Ruth's husband died, and and, 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 and you know what? They weren't one they they're supposed to have been. Even though in a famine, even though in the dry places, you stand on God's word. You remember where God put you. Well, God wants me over here because he got more money over here. God wants me over here because he got more of this and more of that. Come on, somebody. We're where God wants us. If you're here today, I'm not talking about this place necessarily. I'm talking about your faith. Is your faith in, in, in the place God wants it. Amen? It says, verse, uh, well, let me finish reading it. Let me read verse 6 again. O house of Israel, can I do with, the, with you as the, this potter, says the Lord. It says, look, as the clay is in the potter's hand. I'll preach, praise God. Who, whose hand are you in? You're not in my hand. <laughs> you're, not in, you're not in this church's hand. You're not in a preacher or denomination's hands. Is the clay in the potter's hand? Who's the potter? His name is Jesus. Come on, somebody. Listen, everyone in this church ought to know what the Bible says. Everybody ought to know what Jesus says. I'm not interested in what man says. I'm not interested in what denomination thinks. I want to know what Jesus says. See, every time your faith is grown in the Lord, that potter is shaping you, amen? Every time you believe what it says, the word of God comes into your life, you say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm growing, praise God. I'm getting closer to Jesus, praise God. I want to know him, praise God. Listen, our main focus ought to be getting closer to Jesus right now, this very day. It ought to be focused upon Jesus. Not necessarily who's going to be the next president, not necessarily what's going to happen. It's where Jesus is in our life today, praise God. Is our heart toward Christ? Is our heart toward worship? Is our heart toward serving? That's all part of the plan of the vessel being made. You are that clay. He's shaping you. To do what? To look more like him. Hallelujah. Praise God. He, <laughs> listen, he sees you already in his mind and in his spirit. He knows what he wants you to be. Never compromise when you're doing something. 
And what I mean by that, when I said, when I start building something, when I start compromising it, I start changing it, when I'm finished, it's not what I first saw. I, I have no pleasure in it. I just assume throw it in the garbage because it doesn't, it's not what I first, what I saw. It's not what I visionized to be. Amen? Amen? So many times as a preacher, you stand up and preach and you say, well, I'm going to say this and I'm going to do this. And then the whole message changes. <laughs> the whole system. <laughs> and you know what? If you don't do it God's way, there's no enjoyment in it. Amen? We're not going to do what God says, then we're, we're, we're let's start all over again. Let's smash them again. They're going to get it after a while. Thank God he just don't throw us in the, in the, uh, out the back doors. <laughs> Thank God he says, let me try with him again. <laughs> you know how many times I've been smashed? I can't count it. <laughs> I've been laid out, flattened, squeezed, and kicked, and everything you possibly can have done to a believer. But I'm up here today because I've been squeezed. I'm up here because I've been shaped in the ways of the Lord. You're here today because you've been shaped in the faith of Christ. That's what I'm talking about, praise God. You are a vessel in progress. You are a product in progress. You're not finished yet, praise God. Say, we don't yet appear what we're going to be. But when he comes, who are we going to be like? Jesus. I told somebody one day, he don't love me for what I was. He maybe don't love me for what I am. He loves me for what I'm going to be. See, he don't love my imperfections. Come on, somebody. He don't love me. He love my flaky walk with him. He loves me for what he sees me to be. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. God only loves holiness. God only loves righteousness. Listen, my righteousness is in Jesus. Amen. Amen. God loves me for what I'm going to be. He don't love me for my sin. He loves me for that finished product he has in his, in his spirit. Praise God, I'm, I'm going to be finished one day. Amen. I'm going to be done. I'm going to be with the Lord. You're going to be with the Lord. Amen? And that because you're on that potter's wheel, tonight you'll be sleeping and you'll be seeing yourself. <laughs> Listen, I learned so much about these stories through just listening to the Holy Ghost. Because God has us in a place where he's shaping us. Amen? Listen. If you came to Christ and there hasn't been no change in your life, you ain't saved. I hate to tell you that, but I don't want to be ugly about it, but it's the truth. If there's no change in your life, you, know, you need to know God. If you've been serving the Lord for so many years and you, you haven't changed the way you talk, you haven't changed the way you believe, you haven't changed the way you look, there's something wrong. I'm not, I'm not preaching the self-righteous stuff. I'm talking about something supposed to be happening to us. As we, as Christians. Old thing, behold, all things become you. What, what, what passes away? The old life, the old sin, the old, everything dies. Now I know we're still fighting with the flesh. That ain't never got born again yet. This desire, the flesh. Listen, there's three enemies of God. The world, the flesh, and the devil. That's the unholy trinity of Satan. As we honor the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Satan has his trinity. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Today, people didn't come to church because they obeyed the flesh. You know what I'm saying? They found something better to do. And they're going to wonder why when things are going to get rough, where's God in their life? Come on, somebody. Please, I don't want to pick on anybody. I'm talking about myself, okay? I know because I've been on that potter's wheel a long time. And I've been beaten. I've been smashed. I've been squeezed. I've been... Punched, I've been everything. And that, that, that wasn't to, God was trying to hurt me. He was making me flexible. Amen. He was making the clay ready that he can use it, right? He can use the clay. He'll produce the right, the right jar, the right product that he wants. And there'll come a day. Believe it or not, I'm almost finished. 
There will come a day when you're going to stand before your maker. He's not going to want to know what church you went to. <laughs> and that's important. Don't get me wrong. You've got to be in the right church. He's not going to want to know how many times you read the Bible. As important as that is. What did you do with my son Jesus? Amen. See, if, you, if you're doing something with his son Jesus, you're going to be doing all the rest. Jesus said about the Pharisees, says what they say do because they were teaching the right way, but they weren't doing what they were saying. See, Jesus knew that they were, they were adding to what the, what the law said because they say and do not. They want to sit in Moses' seat. They want to be in the, and, and they want to be in the high, the high places in the church. But they don't want to live a holy life. They don't want God. When Jesus came, they rejected him. The Messiah, their creator. They rejected him. They couldn't even see him. They, couldn't, they didn't want to know him. Because they had the position. They were sitting in Moses' seat. You understand that? I'm going to preach a message. So many preachers want to sit in Moses' seat. Want to be in Moses. You know what it cost Moses to get where he was at? 40 years on the backside of a desert tending sheep. Sweating his behind off. Smelling the doo-doo and everything else that comes along with the sheep. He had to be there every day. He was faithful. He was faithful to do what God said to do. He was learning how to tend sheep. He wasn't sitting on a deacon board or demon board or whatever you call it. He, did, he was doing what God taught. He was learning something. Amen. God was teaching him how to tend sheep. How to make sheep follow him and listen to his word. Hallelujah. In verse, let me, see, let me read this in verse 6. Oh, Israel, can I do with the, you as a dispotter, says the Lord. Look, as the clay is on the potter hand, so are you in my hands, oh, Israel, oh, quarter homes, or whoever. The instant he speaks concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom, to pluck it up and to pull it down, to destroy it. If the nation against whom he have spoken turns from its evil, now listen to this. I will relent or I will take back my hand from its judgment. Come on, somebody. Amen. You don't want to be judged by God. Today's the day we can make things right with him. And let God do what he has to do in your life. Let him change you. Because God has a perfect plan for you, right? God don't want to do you evil but good. We listen in the day to a lot of, you, you could turn that television on for five minutes at the so-called Christian channels. Man, I wouldn't pay a nickel to those guys. A lot of them are just greedy, filthy lucres. That's what they are. They're telling you how you can be blessed by giving them money. And that's what it amounts to. And they got some good ones. Listen, what's bad about that, the ones that are doing that hurting the good ones. Because they got some good preachers out there. I'm going to tell you what, they got some good ones. And they're suffering because of the lucas and, 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 you know, spiritual, I'm going to call them prostitutes. That's what they are. Spirit, you ever heard that term said? They're spiritual prostitutes. They're selling themselves. They're selling God. They're selling to get rich. 
find a message, find preaching that's going to exhort and lift up the name of Jesus. And God will bless you and be ready to grow. Amen. My, my thing is today, is: are you letting God shape you? Are you on the potter's wheel? Is God changing your life? Are you different from a year ago in your faith? It bothers me when I don't feel the Lord. And sometimes I go through dry times, and we're all going to go through them. It's not, there's, there's some testing times in our faith where we're not going to feel God. But we still should praise Him. Because when you don't feel Him, He ain't far. Because if we worship Him, Praise Him. Give Him the glory. Something's going to happen. I know. Listen, I got stirred up a lot of times. Praise God. The Lord, come on. I want to play a song, that song for me. And I want to I challenge you. I sing it a lot, but it's just the message of it. I keep, one of those songs that stick to you, man. When you need, God, you feel like God's a million miles off. Sing. Come on, somebody. Stand up with me a minute. I'm going to ask you this morning. How far are you from the Lord this morning? Have you been fighting God? Every time God squeezes, do you tell God to stop? My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. When God starts pushing on you and, and starts trying to shape you, do you tell God, I got enough, I can't, you, I can't stake this no more? Or are you submissive to His shaping in your life? Are you, growing, are you growing in the things of God? I think it's time we realize today, to now, right now, not tomorrow, today. Where are you with the Lord? I'm not here to judge anybody, seriously. I'm here to give a message from the messenger, right? Where are you today? Where's your faith today? How, 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 have you, how much have you grown in the Lord in the last, I just say, the last month? Let's just take a month. Remember, we're on that potter's wheel. Don't resist the hand of the potter because he has a perfect plan for your life. Come on, somebody. Don't resist the man that's creating the jar. The man Jesus. Because he wants to, he wants to change you. He wants to perfect you in his life. Lord, you seem so far away, a million miles or more it feels today. My Lord Jesus. Though I haven't lost my faith, I must confess right now, it's hard for me to pray. Yes, Lord. Cause I don't know what to say And I don't know where to start But as you give the grace With all that's in my heart I will sing I will praise Even in my darkest hours sorrows and the pains I will sing I will pray 
Lift my hands to honor you Because your word is true I will sing Come on, somebody. Let's just lift our hands a little while this morning and say, Lord, I need you to change me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, it's hard for me to see all the thoughts and plans you have for me. My God, come on, somebody. <laughs> but I will put my trust in you, knowing that you died to set me free. Yes, Lord. Because I don't know what to say. Oh, Lord. And I don't know where to start. But as you give the grace with all that's in my heart, I will sing. I will praise. Even in my darkest hours, through the sorrows and the pains, I will sing, I will praise. Lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing, I will praise. Lift my hands to honor you, for your heart is true, I will see. Let's do this. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Come on, somebody. Let's sing that, praise God. Change my heart, oh God. Yes. Make it ever true. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Change my heart, oh God. Yes, Jesus. May I be like you. You are the potter. I am the clay, yes Lord, mold me and make me, this is what I pray, yes Lord, change my heart, oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. Yes, Lord. May I be like you. One more time. You are the potter. I'm the clay. You are the potter. Yes, Lord God. I am the clay. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless Ray God. Name of Jesus. Mold me and make me. Yes, Lord. Bless everyone in this fellowship, Lord God. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. 
Sing that one more time. Let's sing it together. Let's all sing it together. Come on, let's sing. If you really mean that this morning, it's not hard. Make it ever true. Oh, Lord, change my heart, oh, God. May I be like. Let's do this, Lord. Just keep going, Lord. That I might know you, my God, that I might see you. Let's worship the Lord this morning in your glory. Lord, shine on me. I want to be just like you. All that I say and all that I do. Lord, I only want to glorify you. Ain't God a good God this morning? Let's do that again. Will that I might know you. Come on, anyone to know him this morning? That I might see you, Lord, in your glory. Yes, Lord. Lord, shine on me. I want to be just like you. All that I say and all that I do, Lord, I only want to glorify. How many of that's your prayer this morning, Lord? How many want to be more like Jesus? How many want to, come on, to be like Jesus? And all that he says and does. This is not a religious thing. This is a personal thing between you and God, right? It's what you should desire. It's what you should desire as a believer, to be more like Jesus. Listen, if you, you, you get to be more like Jesus, somebody's going to notice. Somebody's going to see something different. You're not going to be the same anymore. Change is going to take place. You're going to be molding you and shaping you. You're going to look different from the piece of clay that he first started with, right? You ever see when they glaze those, those vessels they make? They put little flowers on them, man. I mean, some of the most beautiful art I think ever. You know, it, it's perfect. It's perfect. Because beauty has come into a clump of clay. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I mean, I might not be beautiful in the outward, my looks, but I'm still inside. I, I'm a finished product. I'm, I'm, I'm a work at hand, praise God. One day I'm going to be that jar, that clay, that, that pot or something that's going to be usable for the kingdom of God. Yes. Right? I want to be a finished vessel. Amen. God is good. Okay, little. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this morning, Father. We thank you for your word this morning. Yes. I ask you to change us, Lord God. Yes. Thank you that you're with us this morning. And that your Holy Spirit is working in each one of our lives.
that you're, you're there to change us, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah.